What's up, spammers? Welcome to a special nerd edition of the Can of Spam podcast. We got our friend Joe Young back in the studio. We recorded this episode just before The Rise of Skywalker was released. So with that fresh in our mind and after a good old poop story, we decided to go full nerd on you guys and give our thoughts on The Mandalorian as well as the rest of the Star Wars saga. So without further ado... Welcome back to another episode of Can of Spam. I have to make a comment on that. Why does it always sound like you're like choking on something at the end of your scat? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I suck at it. That's why. I have no idea. I don't, I don't. Well, I just want to encourage you. Everybody loves it. Ah! Keep on doing it. <laughs> uh, I tried. I tried. But hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Nick. And this is my other host. I'm your old man, Lopez. Oh man, Lopez. I don't know why. Every time you say it, I got to do that. But uh, we have a special guest today, um, a great friend of Kavika and I's. We've known you for, I feel like, a pretty long time now. Years. Um, you want to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is uh, Joe Young, and last time I was on this podcast was March 28th for the episode six. <laughs> That's so good. I did not remember that. He's, he's I did my research, research and my homework. That was a real nerdgasm episode. It was great. We're good. hoping to continue it this time. It was again. long. How many times have you listened to it out of curiosity? Four. Oh, wow. That's yeah. half of our viewership. That's awesome. We had a theory that it was, I mean, up until now, I think it's still one of the highest viewed really? or listened to viewed, listened to podcasts on like our entire list. And we're, our theory was, yeah, Joe's probably just putting it on replay at home. <laughs> That's a very Joe thing to do. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. Well, I'll be honest. After that one, I shared it out with my friends and I got a lot of great comp. Comments on it and comments about it as well. Um, it has it really catapulted your career no. being on that episode. No, it hasn't. Oh. But it made me feel better about myself. <laughs> well, we're just not doing our job very well. We are we? not. Uh, but we have a great show planned for us today. Um, so we're, I'm just going to give you a little rundown. We got a great poop story coming. We're going to talk a little bit about the Mandalorian, which I'm excited about. Disney's Plus. Uh, it's their you know flagship. Their, yeah, flagship content. Yeah, that would be their flagship. Mm-hmm. That's their bread and butter right now. That's the whole reason I think they wanted to release Disney+. Plus. I think it has a little bit to do with... And everything else is built around it. That's right. I agree with that. Probably accurate. And they definitely led it up to the release of the new movie. So, anyway, speaking of the new movie, we'll talk about Rise of Skywalker. Uh, we got a little fun, like, I guess you can call it news, but it's kind of a fun little news story we're going to throw gonna it into the news segment. Yeah, I'm calling it news. And then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about more movies because we just all love movies. Just to give everybody context, today is the premiere of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. In the United States. In the United States, yes. And like a bunch of jerks, Nick and Joe are going by themselves. Didn't even think to invite me. So So I'm boycotting this podcast. I I was going to invite you, but I figured there's no way you'll see it without Jordan. Mm, That's true. She would have been annoyed if you went without her. That's true. For like a movie that big. Okay, before we begin, when are you seeing it, Nick? Tonight at 1045 in Coppola. Wow. Yeah. I'll be at 9.25 at uh, Ward. Yeah, I should have just went with you. Well, it's hindsight. like three hours. By the time it gets out, it's 12.30. So for you. I didn't even be, think about that. That'd be like 1.45. Yeah, it's going to suck. Okay, I feel a little bit better about myself. I thought you guys had planned it together and like, we're going, we're going to go oh, hang out. Nah. You guys aren't even going to be in the same city. No, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> about half an hour away I know, from right? Other. Really? Well, on top of that, too, uh, a buddy of mine bought me tickets. So I'm seeing it tomorrow at 8.45 at the 4D at Dole. 
So I'm looking forward to that. And I've never seen a 4D experience there. And of course, it's Star Wars. It's going to be cool. 4D? 4D. How many Ds are there? Four. In this one. So if (laughs) (laughs) They just want the Ds. They just want the Ds, bro. (laughs) Just add more Ds. And I fell for it. So with this one, you did, buddy. (laughs) This experience will be the 3D as well as uh, certain scenes. They may be spraying mist into your face if it's a water scene. If you're flying over uh, or going into some forest, there'll be some mist sprayed into your face that'll give you a sense, uh, tricking your your senses as to where you are in your environment. Ah, this is kind of like the the air glide, Mm -hmm. yeah, thing at um, California California. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you ever seen a Bugs Life theater at uh, Disneyland where they have the bugs running through you as well. You'll feel the motion of them. Right, same thing, right. same experience. So essentially, you can be like, it's like a huge IMAX-sized screen, right? And then to kind of make it, immerse you in the experience, Correct. when you're flying through like a bunch of pines, somebody walks by and just slaps you in the face with a branch. Pretty much. Right. <laughs> that would be a 4D experience. They must have retrofitted the theater with like some stuff. In order I imagine, to yeah, the seats. Yeah. But I was thinking about how often do I have to reset everything? Or did it have a certain capsule that they put into uh that just it's good for like four showings i don't know oh right, they right, gotta right. refill their sprays yeah. yeah it's probably not too bad but that's exciting no that's like that's a good prank we should sneak in there and replace all the sprays with like <laughs> with smelly stuff <laughs> speaking of we'll be talking about fart spray a little later but that's pretty funny. i'm sure we will well let's it jump, is the can of spam uh, let's jump into our um a story when you poop in your dreams, you poop for real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe. I'm really interested. Uh, Joe has a story he wanted to share with us, so I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna give it over to you. Okay. Well, first, before we begin, I just want to say thank you guys for inviting me back. I'm happy to be back on the can of spam. Oh, stop it! Get out of here. All right. So uh, no, really, get out. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm done. So I uh, a couple years ago. I would, from my job, I would walk home to where I was living, which is my in-laws' house. And it was about a mile from where I was working. So normally, uh, before I leave my job, I try to gauge my uh, my tummy action to mm. see how it's doing. Or even when I walk to work, just to make sure. There's been many times when I was walking to work, I've been late because oh, really? of poop. What is your thought process? Like, what what is what is the typical tell signs of? Well, I just do a lomi lomi on my tummy. Okay, okay. <laughs> I just do sun over moon. And if nothing happens, I'm good to go. Well, this one, I gauged it wrong on my walk home. Oh. So when I was walking home, it was about halfway there. And there's no way I could call anybody. So it was one of those walks home where all of a sudden I started feeling building. And then, of course, you have to do the the, the high heel walk. Mm. So I had to walk on my heels <laughs> in order to try to hopefully push it down, dissipate it. Hopefully, I would fart. And that's all that would come out is just air. Hopefully, that is yeah. a that is a risky proposition. Oh, and then I was sweating up a storm. And about a block from uh, my house, I couldn't I couldn't make it. One block. It's almost like as you know when your stomach knows it's getting close We've to the destination. We've talked about this. Yes. It's the radius. Yes. So uh, thankfully, about a block from uh, my house, there was construction going on, and I decided to jump into the construction area and poop. Uh, on a newly built house. <laughs> <laughs> so you poop. Uh, this may, what you climbed up onto the roof, no, like well, Santa. <laughs> I I climbed in between some bushes. So if the neighbors on the next door heard me rustling, they probably would have uh, <laughs> oh given investigated. Oh my god! But thankfully, it didn't happen. Newly built house, or oh, still being built? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was still being built. So it wasn't done yet. So the work? Oh, there was no workers. There was. Oh, this is at um 
about 8.30 at night. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. This, okay. this, this yeah, is all starting to make sense. Yes. I was picturing daytime. No, I was I'm literally sorry. like the guy's in the crane turning around and just <laughs> sees a guy that's dropping trout in the yard that he's working on. Bro, really? So yeah, this is 8.30 at night. And I remember I had to, uh, I was so frantic. I couldn't take off my shoes. So I just basically had to pop and squat right there <laughs> and just hope pop I wasn't getting anything onto my uh, my shorts. Well, I mean, you're blocked from your house. Yeah. You're you're pretty uh I'm pretty, you're pretty safe deep in the bushes like... where nobody could see me. Okay. But um unfortunately I didn't take into account that the street light was right there. So it was kind of illuminating on me. And just at, like a perfect spotlight. Unfortunately. And at one point three ladies were walking past. I could hear them. They were doing their uh, nightly walk together. <laughs> and and I was just hoping I was deep enough into the bushes where they won't look. <laughs> and thankfully, based on the conversation, they had no reason. I gave them no reason to look around, so they just passed through. Okay, um, I have a couple follow-up questions. Wait, hold on. Oh, and then oh, after snap. after oh. I finished up, I had nothing to wipe with, so that, one this... sock was left behind. One sock was sacrificed. <laughs> <laughs> we had some casualties. That yep. answers my Innocent question. Innocent bystander. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, what was the... Was this explosive? Was it a... You know, what's the consistency? Uh, I felt explosive at first. At first? Yeah. It's almost like the good, the initial. Bah! Ooh, any idea what meal caused it? Like, did you track it back to a meal or did, were you just getting sick? Or? No, no sickness. If anything, my digestive tract just feels like it still works really, really well. You're a lucky, lucky man. <laughs> couldn't couldn't be. Just wait till you get older. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's awesome. I love that. There was yeah. no, like, porta potty there? There was, or and if there was, they would have locked. No, there was, and they locked it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah which makes sense. sense. Did so, you try for it? I did. Oh, okay. I did. And then, um, <laughs> so they had kind of like a plywood that was on the side, and it almost like I did a smear job right against it. It shot against that, <laughs> and then it dribbled down. <laughs> Just shrapnel, all over the plywood. It's like much. buckshot. Yep. So I, when scene. I would walk back the next day, uh, I would see the construction workers uh, there. I didn't see anybody take a look at that um that piece of heart but um <laughs> i can only imagine and i think um who knows if they had uh somebody investigating it or or even just paying attention to it but i think after some nights they realized it was just a random one-time event wow so you didn't find the low man on the totem pole on the job site and have him see him cleaning it up thankfully no <laughs> but Aww. i saw it there for weeks oh my yeah, god on the same plywood they didn't touch the plywood wow well, yeah who's gonna touch it i at least, no I mean, I would have took down, a bucket maybe. and hosed it off or, I don't know, something. Yeah. I mean, like, or either throw it into the uh, the big compactor. They should have took that plywood and framed it up and taped a banana to it. <laughs> <laughs> Art. $100 million. That's that so is good. my story. I love it. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. I love those stories. Um, Speaking of good stories, I think it'd be great. Uh, Have you guys been up to date on your Disney Plus viewership? Um, Somewhat. Are we rolling into the news? Yeah, let's roll in. I'm Ron Burgundy. So, Joe, yes. do you pay for your own Disney Plus account? I do. Are you maxed out on logins? Um, I believe Ew. so, yes. Well, what is happening here? Oh, no, I was just wondering. <laughs> you don't have the package of ESPN, Hulu, and I Disney? do not. Okay, never mind then. Nick's looking to jump ship. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. I'm not as good enough of a friend. I haven't gotten the Disney Plus plus the ESPN bundle, so he's just been shopping around. <laughs> <laughs> to find better friends. Okay, I, may, I, I was asking for a friend. Yeah, your roommate. My ru my roommate. That's exactly <laughs> right. Uh, but I want. I'm really curious to know. Um, the Mandalorian has been 
very popular. Mm-hmm. You, you can't get away from Baby Yoda right now. Tiny Yoda, the Baby child. Yoda, whatever you want to call it. Is that what they're calling it? The There's child? actually the actual term, the child. Everybody else started calling it Baby Yoda because they don't know. There's no classification for Yoda's uh, species yet. Mm. What do you mean? The ch- who's calling it the child? Um, the, the official. Kind of yeah, the official people who created uh, John Favreau, Dave Filoni. So that gives away that it's a child of Yoda. No, the child. That's all it is. The child. Oh, just because it's a kid. They yeah. don't. Oh, a I gotcha. Child. I gotcha. Well, let me hear your guys' thoughts about it. I want to hear what you think about, about the Mandalorian. This Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to start off with me. Yeah, let's start with Joe. Put a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Yes, he will. Let's start with Joe. After my poop then I'll story. crap on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my take on it is I'm I'm enjoying the series so far. It's been great um, to explore. I guess the time frame after uh, Return of the Jedi and be- before Force Awakens. The child is supposedly 50 years old, which would place him right around the time frame of uh, Attack of the Clones era. So assume, I assumed he was a clone of Yoda because Yoda did go down to visit or somehow they could have probably grabbed. But I'm hearing that that's not the case. Uh, the only other species of Yoda that was introduced into Star Wars lore was Yaddle, a female Yoda-ish. But going back to The Mandalorian, I, I find it entertaining. I find it great. Uh, echoing some other thoughts, I thought The Mandalorian himself was not that good of a fighter. I just thought that he would get tossed around quite a bit. The only thing he has going for him is he's a great sharp sharpshooter. Mm. He has great shooting skills. He has all these weapons about him, but he don't doesn't have the chance to use it properly because he's just getting manhandled. Um, Storyline-wise, it's great fan service for all these uh, great characters that they've introduced throughout Star Wars that you see sneak peeks of. Um, I believe from what I'm hearing is people are feeling as though the Mandalorian is saving the Star Wars franchise versus the movies. I have heard, I've had heard some of those echoing thoughts. How is that possible? I don't know. Yeah, because no one liked the, the, the Last Jedi. Everyone thinks it sucked. I liked it. The Last Jedi? Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it's, it's widely known that nobody liked it. Like, it's not very highly rated or reviewed. Well, yeah. what I was mentioning earlier was uh, Episode 7 was um, uh, The Force Awakens was definitely trying to give fan service, and it followed along the similar lines of the storyline of uh, New Hope. So from that, fans were getting uh, antsy because it's, I guess, too close to original content. Can you guys start diving off into new, mm. new territory? Episode 8, uh, The Last Jedi, it completely went in a different direction. Then the same fans were saying, that's too far left field. Can you start bringing it back? So they, you can never... Really? Yeah. I feel like it was the same as Return of the Jedi. The, the Last Jedi? Yeah. The Last Jedi. Because the, isn't Return of the Jedi when Luke goes off to train with Yoda... And then mm-hmm. his friends are like in trouble and then he has to leave and then go take care of them before he finishes his training or whatever. The same exact thing happens. Yeah, He's training with Luke. In that respect, leaves, yeah. And then at the end, like Luke saves them. But yeah, that's really the only difference. I mean, that would be true. I would say in terms of if we're just comparing like um, Luke to, you know, Luke, it's just Luke. Oh. Right. He has the same kind of character arc in both. But everything else is like a lot different. Like. You got the whole stuff between Rey and Kylo mm-hmm. and how they're like kind of teaming up in their like brain and then they team up sort of against um, Snook. Snoke. 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 You know what Snoke. I mean? I mean, it is, it's not the same movie. I know it's, it's not. different. It's, it's, it's pretty different. He's drawing similarities and comparisons, which I see where that's coming from. Like narrative wise, mm-hmm. it's, it's a similar like 
Well, at least story, that, that yeah. story arc in particular. But as far as them winning uh, this one, yeah. would, would you then compare then and say you have um, episode um, the original three, right? You got four, New five, Hope, and six. Episode or New Hope, um, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. You have those three. Okay. Then are you saying New Hope is the same as Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi, or um, Empire Strikes Back is the same as the Last Jedi? Right? Are you kind of like saying they're similar in those ways? Because I guess what I'm getting at is Empire Strikes Back is still my favorite Star Wars movie. Mm. Yeah. And The Last Jedi did not seem similar to that. But, yeah. but the first one, Force Awakens and New Hope, gosh, it's super similar. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I can't figure out where they're going. I guess all that to say is I just don't know. So uh, George Lucas, when he came up with the original concept for New Hope, one of his main draws was from uh, Akira Kurosawa's um, mm-hmm. The Magnificent Seven, a lot of bit, uh, different samurai movies. And I think that's why people are looking at The Mandalorian as being really, really good because it's drawing a lot of similarities to the same concept as well as pulling from a lone wolf and cub. So you get a lot of those samurai draws and they feel that that was the same as what George intended for the original trilogy. Um, I mean, okay, well, let me roll into my thoughts about Mandalorian and we Go can talk about the movie a little later. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that, yeah. I apologize to all you spammers out there who are looking for some laughs, but we're probably going to get a little bit more analytical in this segment than you normally expect. Okay, so when Disney announced The Mandalorian, I was super excited. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. One of my favorite characters is Boba Fett. I Mm -hmm. just love the lore around his race. They're these elite, you know, skilled, tactical, assassin-type characters who can pretty much go toe-to-toe with a Jedi even. Mm. So in Chapter 1, they kind of established that. Like, Mando is in line with this really skilled character. There's the bar scene in the beginning. So I'm like, okay, sweet. He's one of the Mandalorians. He's going to be a badass, and all the other characters seem to support that, too. I mean, they all kind of almost like they fear him or at least respect him. Mm-hmm. Then later in the episode, he lands on that desert planet, and he's looking through his rifle scope, and this huge animal somehow sneaks up on him mm-hmm. while he's standing in the middle of a completely empty valley. You can see for miles, and it's, what is it, the Blurg? Yeah. Uh, it just it gets the jump on him, like. What? Mm. But I'm like, ah, whatever, you know, it's just one scene. I'll just look past it. I mean, there, there's a whole rest of the episode to go. Right? Mm-hmm. Then later, he's learning how to ride the Blurg from the guy who's trying to teach him, right? And he keeps falling off, which I get it. You're trying to learn the thing and maybe it bucks you off. But the way they did it, it just made him look so clumsy and almost like he had no control of his limbs. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be this athletic, skilled assassin and it just did not come through in that in that scene i mean if he's such a badass like they try to establish in the beginning at least give him some sort of like finesse you know throw in a judo roll where he rolls Mm. to his feet or at least give him some sort of martial arts stance to show that he has athleticism but he's kind of just clumsy and clueless now i'm a little confused because i don't really know is he this skilled assassin Mm. bounty hunter and we're following like his chronicles or whatever you want to call it or is he some newbie Mm. that we're watching learn and train to become that skilled assassin i I don't really know at this point Mm -hmm. then fast forward to a couple scenes later he sees the droid right the droid is trying to accomplish the same mission as him and as if mando has absolutely no combat knowledge whatsoever or even common sense for that matter he just jumps out of cover and startles the droid who yeah. 
obviously shoots him, but somehow Mando wasn't expecting that. Now, this is the same character that we find out is the only one that could accomplish mm. this mission when so many people couldn't even get close. Yeah. So the continuity is kind of all over the place for me. So now we're six episodes in and we still don't really know. Is he this skilled assassin bounty hunter or is he like a training newbie? And it's kind of frustrating because in basically every episode, you see flashes of one and then the other like back to back. Mm. So you, you've no, I have no idea what I'm watching. So I don't know. I guess I feel a little bit bitter because I feel like Disney took this really cool, skilled assassin, badass character and just like Disney fight him. They made him kind of clumsy and goofy and not really that intimidating, even though they're somehow trying to establish that he is. But uh, I totally agree with you. Like, I completely agree with Me that. Me too. Like, I feel like everything on the front end of Mandalorian, like the graphics, the special effects, the marketing, everything is solid. Mm. And then on the very back end, there's the, the idea, there's the overall picture, there's the, there's the you know, forest from the trees. But somewhere in the middle, there's a disconnect mm. where the execution isn't really, that's it's fair. just not being executed correctly. And that's like the bread and butter of good movies, good film, good shows is the storytelling. Right. I mean, that really is. Yeah. One thing for me with Bill Burr's character that I find funny. I just is, can't believe we're talking about Bur Bill Burr in Star Wars. <laughs> I just can't get over that. Well, when his uh, one uh, gun that pops out from his shoulder, mm -hmm. that thing looks like a lopsided eye. It doesn't look like he's pointing the same. You know, I can imagine yeah. if like Bill Burr would be tracking and a thing would follow wherever he looks. But no, it almost looks like he's looking straight and things just like pointing to his right while he's yeah. looking to the left. I don't know. I just looked at it as a lopsided eye. Well, and then it, I was thinking it was Predator, right? Because oh, Predator yeah. is doing exactly what you're But at least you're that one, at least it looks like it's, it's in, um, oh, no, yeah, it's exactly where he's on. Yeah. This one just looks like as soon as it pops out, it's like it's about to fall off. Like it popped out too fast <laughs> and it's just dangling. Yeah. Like the razor flip. Well, what is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, new yeah. razor. That's funny. <laughs> just snap the screen. You know, I, I really like the show. I like The Mandalorian. Um, the reason I like it is I do like the homage, I guess we can, we've been saying, to like Westerns. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And to me, I see Mandalorian, Mando, almost as like Clint Eastwood. Like, that's kind of how I'm viewing him. Now, you're right, though. He's not like one minute. He's incredible. And the next minute, he's like incompetent. Yeah. And he's willing just to die. Like, OK, I'm tired now. This big rhino woolly mammoth thing. I'll just die. And then, you know, he gets saved. But so it's definitely inconsistent. But Boba Fett. To go back to that for a second, he wasn't a Mandalorian. He was a bounty hunter, though. Mm -hmm. This guy is an actual race Mandalorian. No, he's right? not. If what? anything, I think Boba Fett is more Mandalorian. He is from the race. This gentleman, if you recognize from the first scenes, he was rescued. His village was rescued as it was being um, torn up. He's a youngling. He was a youngling, and he was found. Wait, he's so not he's a Mandalorian? Been, he's like an adopted no. Mandalorian. Sure? If I'm not mistaken, yes. Huh. Oh, yeah, then I read something wrong. If I'm not mistaken... Okay, okay. I mean, you guys know, I'm straight up, you guys know a lot more about Star Wars than I do. Well, I was just paying attention to that scene in The Mandalorian where um, his parents pushed Mando into uh, some sort of cupboard to protect yeah. him, and then he was found. Mm, that's right. So it was a village that was being destroyed. Then. But I think um, Boba Fett and Jango are Mandalorians, Mandalorians, part of the race. I guess what I'm getting at is I enjoy like um, storylines of where the main character or whatever is sort of He's outside the mold of what we want it to be. Mm. So, like, the fact that he keeps child, the child, 
I just love that because I feel like he's not supposed to do that. Yeah. And I felt, and I it could be wrong, but I felt like any of these other bounty hunters would have just turned them in, got the money, killed them, whatever. But I like that he's got a heart. Like there's, he's more motivated by his heart sometimes. And I just really love that kind of character because you almost, you want to root for him. You want him to do the right thing. And I, I just really enjoy this out of the mold a little bit kind of, kind of character. So episode four, I'm sorry, were you going to say something? Oh no. Well, I have. Go for it. I, I get what you're saying. It, it's nice to like break the mold yeah. and kind of, kind of do something new, but it's like making another Fast and the Furious movie. And then it, it's like a rom-com, you know? It's like you don't take the name Mandalorian and then put him on a poster, making him look like a total ham on the cover, and then have him be all fluky and somehow be able to rescue the child. Lone wolf and cub. Yeah. You know? Um, and even in you saying that, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> man, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, get what, I totally get what you're saying. Because um, the inconsistency is true. Like with that, I feel like comes a lot of inconsistency. But... I just like that they, I just like it. Okay. I, I like that they're going this route. I don't like the inconsistency of, I never know if he, why one time he's a really good fighter and the next time he blows. But I kind of relate to that because sometimes I nail it. <laughs> but a lot of the times I just don't. So part of me does kind of like that too. Yeah. It's very Disney of them to produce it in this way. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Is I mean I can see why they did it, but also like a hardcore Star Wars fan like mm-hmm. me, yeah. just like I just want to see this guy kick some ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? All the time, all the time, are and you... just like Baby Yoda just choking people to death with his hands. Are you gonna keep watching? I'm gonna keep watching because I'm obsessed with Star Wars lore, and I feel like I'm learning about the universe quite a bit. But it's almost begrudging, and my only thing to look forward to is like. Picking out all the homages that, that I was describing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah. kind of fun to like, hey, I know where they got that from. I know where they got that from. So in that sense, it's kind of cool. But at the at the heart of it, I am like a, a filmmaking student. So yeah, true. It, it's hard to just push that part of my brain aside yeah. and just really appreciate all We'd this We'd expect nothing stuff. less from you, bro. <laughs> well, but going back to the filmmaker side, mm. where is this show going? Like, let, let's bring it back to a good place. The, the premise of that, you you really know what it is in the first episode. It's this lady who goes to, quote unquote, heaven, and she finds out that she's not actually supposed to be there. So the entire season is the story of how she tries to prove that she is supposed to be in heaven. Each episode, she has these small challenges, and then she overcomes them, and they all lead towards the final goal. You know what the overall objective is. With Mandalorian, I don't know what the overall objective is. They just seem to be trying to survive the course of each episode. The only thing they think the Mandalorian is, is just him doing bounty hunter uh, gigs. But he's been stuck with this child. That's the only thing. It's almost like instead of us getting great um, bounty hunting gigs or skills that he can go off and do, he got stuck with this child and it almost like derailed Mm -hmm. him from whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. I saw it as like the original mission was to do bounties and build up his armor. Right, and then he got sidetracked with this Yoda thing, um, and now I see it as he the one episode he was trying to find a place to leave him. Yeah, and I still feel like he's kind of in this conquest of I'm derailed. This is really important. I'm trying to find a place to still either harbor him, make him feel safe, whatever, whatever it is. That's true, but I I just feel like there should be some sort of underlying storyline that spans the season, so you know where you're going ultimately. And we're pretty much six, seven episodes in. I mean, there's only eight episodes in the entire thing. 
And we don't know what the objective of this season finale is even going to be. And we don't really know what Mando's motives are. Actually, I think during episode one, his whole motive was to get Beskar armor or Beskar steel. Mm-hmm. That was his whole main thing. Because then when he got that huge pile for right. the bounty. Now, going back to the child, um, I think it goes back to what Nick was saying, where in episode four, he wanted to find a place that was safe. Because uh, episode four is when they were helping out the villagers, uh, kind of like Mulan style. And he wanted to leave them there. They were there for three weeks. Uh, he said, okay, we're safe before uh, a bounty came, a bounty hunter came down and try and take down a target of the child. So I, I feel as though he's trying to find a safe place. But yes, yeah, it's, it's almost like it's sprinkled into it. It's not anything that's concrete that he's actively right. looking for. You know what? what I, again, I'm just like throwing some stuff out there. I love uh, video games, mm-hmm. right? And I loved playing RPGs when I was younger, like different kind of like open world RPGs and stuff. And when I first saw this first episode and he's getting his armor and stuff, I felt like I was in a video game of I got my first piece. Funny you bring that up. Don't interrupt me. And then I will. You know what he's on? He had the main quest that he got was to get the armor, right? So, but he's on side missions right now and he's sidetracked from the main quest. And I would do that all the time. I play a video game. I'm going to the quest. Let me go see what's in this cave. And now I'm down this whole rabbit hole that has nothing to do with the main mission. But I'm really into this side quest. And I sort of like this tie-in to like this. It feels like I'm playing slash watching a sweet RPG video game, like Skyrim or something. It's, it's been kind of fun. I, I totally agree with you. I feel like it is a video game yeah. into a movie. But yeah, you're right. We're like, I don't even know what the dude's going to do. Like, yeah. nothing's making... What were you going to say, Joe? No, I was going to say, when you brought that up, somebody did bring up the first three episodes. Uh, felt like a video game to them, where all he's doing is just um, leveling up his armor. And then uh, episode three, he had the, the mini boss fight. Yep. Yeah, mini boss. And then, um, yeah, uh, speaking of homages, um, going back to episode two where the Mandalorian was uh, climbing up the, uh, what are those, Jawa's uh, sand crawler? That was an homage to a uh, episode or uh, Empire Strikes Back Super Nintendo game where Luke had to go up uh, the same sand crawler as well. I heard it was one of the most difficult levels ever. Oh, that's huh? sick. I didn't know that. But another thing, too, is when you see the Mando, he's uh, crawling up. And that was an homage to um, old school Batman shows where uh, he's crawling or he's walking up, tight roping it up on the, um, on the side of a building with Robin. Yeah, that's fun. I, I, I didn't know that. That's really cool. That's cool. Now, for the record, Jawas are like my favorite race ever. <laughs> They're just the funniest race. Yeah, when they wanted that egg just to eat it, <laughs> I was just so like, good. dude. So I love funny. that they're scavengers. I love that you can't really see that. They're, they're kind of mysterious. And they have the funniest voice. I love the language. If I could speak Jawa, if I could speak any language <laughs> in the universe, I wish I could speak Jawa. They are savages, too, because they stripped Mandalorian of his gear. Oh, my God. And then they made him buy it back. Yeah. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> That's a Real good business fast. model. So episode four, um, that is the one where they had the village. Uh, like I said, the Mulan style. Mm-hmm. They're training the uh, villagers to defend themselves. And they helped out. And that ATST that came up at the end with the red eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you also got some instances, too, where you saw the footprint. So it felt like it was a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, yeah. And when you see it coming after him, it did look like a huge dinosaur. Do you know who directed that one? No. Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, yes, yes. I did yes. see that. And you know who she is? Well, uh, she's from. I definitely know. But I want to make sure our <laughs> listeners are on the same page. Yeah. So she was the actress that was in a Jurassic World. Yeah. So it made sense mm-hmm. of a sort to That's cool. include that. That's in a there. really cool tie-in. Is uh, has John Favreau has he been in it at all? Have in we seen this him? one? I don't think he has. Or if he did, it would just be voice. But I don't remember. Yeah. Cool. 
Well, hey, let's transition a little. Talk. I'm glad we talked about The Mandalorian. This is Thanks. fun. I, I'm enjoying... The other thing I enjoy about watching it, I, you could probably relate. Well, I don't know if you relate. You're old. Um, <laughs> it's like a cultural phenomenon right now. Everybody's talking about it. You see memes everywhere. And I, I like being on the in. I, I just like that. I'm a part of this. Um, I enjoy true. that. So that's why I like seeing movies opening day and stuff like that. Yeah. Because I just hate to get it ruined and You're miss out. the curve. Yeah. I'm very excited for... The, what is it? Ri- uh, Rise, of Rise of Skywalker. Are you genuinely like like pretty stoked on this new Rise of the Skywalker? Oh yeah, and like like you guys were telling me earlier that um, I guess the Last Jedi wasn't well received. I really like the Last Jedi. So did I. Just as a you know as a Star Wars fan, as a filmmaker. Anyway, all that to say is I really want to see Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I um, you know I I've just heard people saying they don't like it, and I get why people don't like it. Like I I understand. I think um. I'm just trying to remember how I felt watching it. And I remember being really excited and I really liked it. Like yeah. during watching it, there was a few, I think it just bummed me out to see Mark Hamill just like fade into existence, like, and become one with the force. But because I just like him, I like having him in the, you know, so is he going to be like a Yoda type figure now? Like, I don't know. Goes. I just, well, the whole theme, right? Like the whole theme of that movie was let the past go. Yeah. Like let it go. Right. So in the first one, you had to part ways with Han Solo. In the second one, you have to you have to part raise with now Luke Skywalker. You got rid of the wrong. And one. now I feel like this movie is gonna be like you guys need to fully embrace this new era because we can't keep using these old people. It's kind of the same thing that Marvel is doing, right? They've ended their saga of the uh, Avengers and they're kind of parting ways with that season of Marvel. Mm-hmm. And now they're gonna embrace this new season that's gonna be completely different and have a whole new storyline. So I feel like in order for Star Wars to grow move forward. People have to accept that it's going to be a new thing. It's tough, though. It really is tough. Yeah. Uh, and Princess Leia, right? I don't know what's happening with her necessarily because she died. In real life. And in the movie. Oh, oh no, yeah. She she got thrown in the space and came back. Yeah, in real life. So yeah. I don't I don't know what they're, how they're going to... They'll probably just say something like, oh, yeah, the ship was attacked again and she's gone. Well, whatever they shot, whatever uh, footage they got of her, um, it's going to be used amongst other things like they did with um, Rogue One where they had a, a young Leia um, CGI at the end scene there. So we'll see how they play those both together. You know, there's there's some incredible advancement with CGI. Like right? you got the, um, the file when ready. Yeah, that guy, Mouth, the old Mouth guy Tarkin? from, yeah. Like that guy looks legit like he's standing there. Like yeah. I've never seen CG to the point where I'm like, I cannot believe that CG. Can't they just use that deep fake do you know this? what that is? Mm-mm. Oh, gosh. I can't believe you guys haven't seen this. Uh, they basically take a face of anyone you want, put it on yourself. It looks just like it, and you can say anything. And it, they make it sound like the guy. Huh. Oh, no. I've, I've heard of this because people are recording celebrities exactly. saying stuff that they wouldn't say and, like, ruining their careers. Yeah, and it looks like the person. Yeah. Oh, my um, God. And now they have software, of course, to detect if it was deep, you know, faked, or deep not. faked or not. But... uh. I don't see why they couldn't start using that in more movies for stuff like that. But I guess we're saying we don't want that. We want to move on. Yeah. That's a whole message of episode five or um, uh, Last Jedi 2 because yeah. they made it distinctly clear, like, you know, let it, let, let the, the past, past go. Die. And it's almost like um, Ryan Johnson's way of telling fans, you got to just let it go so we can move forward. Because he originally, after he was greenlit to do a uh, a completely new trilogy outside of the Skywalker saga. Um, I'm not sure where that stands now, but... I enjoyed his work, and I was looking forward to if they do move forward with this trilogy idea of his. Mm-hmm. I just—it's so hard for me to. 
I love the Anakin story is incredible. Mm-hmm. So like, and I know I know Vader and all that. It's you know he's done, but the struggle Ray. I just feel like Ray hasn't experienced the same struggle as like Luke and as An- Anakin's the worst. Then there's Luke and then there's Ray. And the thing that really ticks me off about Luke, you abandoned everyone and went and lived on an island by yourself. Like that's very frustrating. The whole galaxy thought. Jedi's are done and gone, and you're just sitting on an island with that weird milk creature, you know. And I, I, that that bugged me about the Last Jedi is you just abandon everyone, and I get why, like you're becoming one with the Force and all this stuff. But the struggle of Ray just doesn't quite add up to me yet for those compared to those two. I think for Luke in uh, Last Jedi, it was more of his failure. Uh, he tried creating a whole new race, or not race, a whole new um, uh, generation generation of Jedi. And he failed. He's, it's almost like he was never confident in himself. He's always been back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And then when Ben Solo, he saw all the darkness and he couldn't expunge it or whatever that would have looked like for him. He, that's why he just went into hiding exile. He wanted to kill off the Jedi himself. But in, in the end, before Yoda um, destroyed the Jedi tree, he couldn't bring himself to it. It's interesting because both Skywalker and um, Solo, um, Ben Solo, had the same essential like theory. That's true. Right? That's absolutely true. Because yeah. Luke is like, you know, I keep trying to train these Jedi, and or like all these Jedi always keep coming up, and someone always turns to the dark side, and he's like, screw it, we got to get rid of all of it. And then Ben, who was the one that turned to the dark side, experiences all the stuff that you would experience on the dark side, and is like, well, this has to end too, right? So yeah, it's it's interesting because that's a great point because the Jedi and the First Order had the same exact or like you know the new. Yeah, the philosophy the of, the force. of both sides was to eliminate the past. Hmm. So there's a lot of themes of like move on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But uh, don't they get though that like I mean we get it as like not being in the movie like as viewers, but there has to be um, a Jedi and a um, a Sith existing at the same time. So like, doesn't Luke get yet that there's got to be balance in the in the universe? So there's gonna be. Someone that's good and someone that's evil. It just has to be that way. Well, I think he did, but I don't think he was expecting it to be his uh, nephew and right on his front doorstep. Because a Sith can appear anywhere else. That's true. Just You're not just your hoping own it's front. not. He, he yeah. felt responsible, right? Exactly. Yeah. For bringing power to the dark side. Exactly. In his nephew. I guess I'm excited. I'm excited about... They could do anything and I'm going to watch it. I, I just... I like Star Wars. It's fun. I enjoy it. I'm excited to see what happens with Ray, and I do like that they went with a woman, like to be like the new face of Star Wars. Yeah. That's that's cool. I like, regardless of like feminism and stuff like that, it's just fun to have something different. Yeah. Right. So I enjoy that. Um, I kind of like Ben Solo. I'm, I'm, I'm. What's gonna happen with him? I'm so curious to know like where he lands, and uh, just I, there's part of me that th- there's this glimmer of hope that, yeah, I just. I got a good feeling about him. I don't know why. I just really hope that he turns good. Uh, so you don't have a bad feeling about this? Doing the movie? That's my ben. classic line throughout all of the all <laughs> yeah. eight episodes. I got a bad, I got a bad feeling, feeling about, about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm an idiot. <laughs> you know, real fast, just going back to the Mandalorian. And I'm not going to um, talk anymore about the Mandalorian. But oh, no, we moved second, on already, though. We're, we've, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> No, after the second um, episode of Mandalorian, uh, when you brought up your viewpoints, Kavika, about um, uh, how you felt about it, 
I started recognizing in myself that as much as I felt I knew about Star Wars, there really is not much that I felt I understood about it. Mm -hmm. So from that point on up to this point, I've just been doing as heavy research as I could all about the canon, just to understand about the the Sith, um, Jedi, gray Jedi, as I've been finding out. And since then, I've been listening to nothing but podcasts, nothing but YouTube videos. And I've even downloaded a few audiobooks that I've, I've burned through two of them and I'm listening to a third one right now. And I think it's been helping me in preparation to have a great grasp and handle on the whole Star Wars lore. And it's just been an amazing ride up to this point. So I feel I'm pretty versed in comic world, Marvel and DC, and as well as Japanese manga. But when it comes to Star Wars, I feel I had a good understanding. But then after watching Mandalorian, yeah, there really wasn't much I I felt I knew about that whole universe in itself. Yeah. So I think actually you inspired me when you started bringing up your viewpoints and it challenged mine. I was like, man. Yeah, when I started getting better at this. So props, man. Well, the funny thing is when you responded to me, I like rewatched all of them and with a different lens, kind of like the lens that you explained. And I was that's how I started discovering all these little like snippets and mm. throwbacks and homages. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So now that's this is kind of how I have to approach the the show. Yeah. Is that's my value. And I'm still learning about like Star Wars lore. So I just gotta put that one thing that bothers me aside. So we agree to disagree. We agree to disagree, my brother. But we're also like absorbing each other's. Aww. Absolutely. Oh, you guys, that's cute. Yeah, we're Jesus. making up. Well, we, we never had any. <laughs> we never had any rivalries, but now we're just making up or making out on the show. We can do that via Star Wars. And that is our special nerd edition of the Canaspam podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the Mandalorian as well as the rest of the Star Wars universe. You can hit us up on Twitter at Canaspam Pod. You can also find us on YouTube. You can search for Canaspam Podcast. You'll find us on the High Sessions channel. From all of us here at the studio, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. May the Force be with you.